I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the 5.5 Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside my best friend, Eric Labou. And boy, Eric, what a day in hashtag Padres Twitter it has been. The golden age of Padres Podcast sounding off. Yeah, man. It's like we're all imploding on each other, dude. It's We, we had this outline that we did hours and hours of prep for. I have been prepping the entire time you've been in Vegas. Now, of course, I am still with my... Uh, I was prepping while I was in Vegas, honestly. I don't know. I saw the your whole snaps. Time. I don't know if that's what I would call <laughs> prepping. I mean, prepping for an eating contest. But I'm sitting here with my obliterated knee. Cannot wait for Tuesday so I can come over, pet your dog, and record, record the podcast. And lo and behold, my outline gets tossed out because... Well, Padres Twitter blew up. It sure did, man. It sure did. And honestly, okay, so Rich and I, if you guys know us, uh, especially Rich and I, we love to stir shit up. And especially I, Rich. I feel like I feel like I I caused this today. And honestly, it kind of makes me proud because I because <laughs> I love when shit goes on like this. I'm and, proud of something too, but we're not going to talk about that, dude. I've 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 told a few people today that our pal John Gennaro, man, he's wearing one right in the ribs today oh, on yeah. Padres Twitter. He's wearing a couple in the ribs and. So he put out there, I'll read the tweet directly, from Lord Podcast, uh, at John M. Gennaro. He says, the performance of your podcast almost directly correlates to how much time and effort you put into it. Because more prep will equal more listeners that want to come back. Please stop thinking that all you have to do is press record. Okay? Woods comes in, he says something, blah, blah, blah. And then John, Lord Podcast, says... Uh, Oh, this is totally an annoyance of mine with your podcast, I admit, talking to Woods. And then he goes, but I was looking around at all the Padre podcasts that are out there and that are just some guys turning on a microphone and getting annoyed at them, too. So basically, Mm. when you see something like that, so let me me kind of think about what that could refer to, right? So... He says, I'm looking at all the different Padre podcasts that are just some guys turning on a microphone. So let's go ahead and list off some of the Padre podcasts. Is he going to be saying that about Guintelligence? No. East just, Village Times? East, maybe. I don't even know if he listens to East Village Times. Kept Faith? Everyone loves the Kept Faith. Oh, we got to keep them out of it. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Everyone loves the Kept Faith. though. He loves the Kept Faith. He's been on there a few times. I know him and, him and Dallas have a little bit of history, but he's not talking about them because everyone knows that the Kept Faith does way more than just, quote, turn on the mics. You know, turn on the mics and talk. He's not talking about Quintelligence because those guys are always prepared. They always know what the what the hell they're talking about. So we go down. Is he talking bluntly Padres? Do you think John Gennaro listens to bluntly Padres? No. To be blunt, no. No, I don't think he listens to that. Um, so what that would leave? He's not. He's definitely not talking about Dave and Jeff. No, obviously. No, I don't think so. We'll get into them later. <laughs> so what what that leaves here? And I'm sorry if I missed any. So it does leave East Village Times, but. At the same time, you can't say that they're unprepared because they have like prospect writers like Long yeah. and Hagen and all yeah. these. They have big shots coming on the show, so they we're not got, talking yeah, about they, them. They've got like legit national guys coming on, so it can't be that. So naturally, the only thing that I can think of is that's directed at us. I agree. Not that I care that it's directed at us. And not us, us like, oh, the 5.5 podcast. No, I think 
the five point five. Oh, really? Podcast. Yes. Really? I didn't think you were being that insecure. <laughs> I do, and no, I, and I could be wrong, and I could be wrong. And if I am, then hey, sorry, but that's the only thing that I ha- that I have to think of. Because is is he talking about the other ones we have here? We have Hell's Bells, we have Working the Count, uh, and then Bluntly Padres. And then he says that he was referring because I told him I said, hey, you could have just add us. Yeah. You know, you could have just add us. We won't be offended. <laughs> And he kind of tries to deflect. He goes, "Oh, I was talking about the hot, te- the hot lava podcast." Yeah, how'd that work out for him, Eric? Yeah, so I went ahead and I tagged. I was like, "Oh, you mean AC and Posner?" I tagged them so that they could only see it, not only see it, but then also see when I said I haven't listened yet. But I'll take your word for it. So, so dude, like I'm reading that, and at the end of the Christ. day, do I, I? I don't know that I can speak for you in this regards, but I don't give a fuck what John Gennaro thinks about our podcast. But when I'm looking through all these, I'm thinking this is the only thing. Because you and I, we literally are the epitome of two assholes that turn on the mic and press record. We don't just press record. We For the bo- most part, we we've do. Been say, I've been here since 4.15. Well, that's because we got sidetracked. And that's that's yeah. the thing. This this episode that we're recording right now is the longest that we've hung out and sat here and talked before recording as far as getting numbers together. Because our Padre Twitter uh, poll question, has, it's, it's kind of blown up also. Um, and a lot of people are asking about like listens because yeah. it all started on the Dave and Jeff podcast, which hey Danny doesn't even listen to. Um, I am subscribed. <laughs> I just I, I like to listen to everything like in one shot, and I don't have two hours. I don't do anything for two hours long. True. So uh, it all started there where uh, Jeff, or actually it was on Twitter. Jeff was kind of mentioning hey like the numbers for the radio uh, ratings and comparing those to the podcast ratings and so on and so forth. Um, Quintelligence, H.J. Preller picked up on it a little bit. So I feel like that's kind of gotten the ball rolling. A lot of people are asking about like podcast numbers and listens. And uh, Leisure Fire said, hey, I don't understand why everyone's so secretive of it. And he told me. He told me that. I'm like, dude, I'm not secretive of it. No you one's can, ever asked. You can look it up on SoundCloud, right? Like the it's ones that are information? Sound, the ones that are SoundCloud-based, yes, you can look You can look it up because it's it shows you the listen count right there. And we do have numbers that we'll get to in a little bit. But um, I just – I kind of thought it was funny. And, and – the thing is with that is he – I feel like he's looking down on the people that do it because he said, oh, you know, that's the problem is that some people just do it as a hobby. Well, let me ask you what? this. If you're not doing it as a hobby, what the fuck are you doing it for? Well, let me ask you this. What the hell is Elston doing the Make the Padres Great Again podcast because he doesn't do it specifically for 1090, right? Elston, I, Elston, I believe, does that. He, they used to say – I haven't listened to them in a while since we started ours. When I first started listening to the Make the Padres Great Again, it was literally Elston saying – Nobody knows we're doing this. We're just doing this for fun. Yeah. Right? I mean, hobby. if you're not doing it for fun, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, this literally is a hobby. Like, I don't I don't care. Are any of us going to be Adam Carolla and build a living off of our podcast? No. If only, but no. It's not going to happen. And are any of us planning on doing that? No. Like, you look down the list of the Padre Podcast. Is there any one of us that are sitting there saying, hey, you know, if we really work hard enough, maybe, just maybe, we can get weekends at 1360. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was Absolutely hoping weekends not. on the fan, but yeah, you know, I guess that works. Absolutely not. Like no. that's that's what I don't understand. He gets pissed off about that, and he's talking about all this. Like he comes off as very condescending. Um, he got into it with Marver, which didn't go well for him at all. It, it rarely <laughs> ever does. No, and Marver basically pointed out that he was using the word blogger, and then of course podcaster uh, being the new version of blogger as like a derogatory term. Like we're just dirty podcasters, just like they used to be dirty bloggers. Yeah. So. 
I don't understand why there's such a condescending view. One thing I want to get off my chest. Now, I mentioned this already off air, and I was pretty peeved when I, because I didn't know what was going on. I'll be honest. I haven't been on Twitter in a couple days. Um, so when I saw what was going on, and then I texted you, and we started show prepping earlier today via text. We show prep early. Sent from my iPhone. Yes. <laughs> With many a spelling and grammatical error, yes, and poor sentence structure, um, you had mentioned, you know, oh, take a look at this, and I'm like, yeah, I've heard, but I don't really know what's going on. So um, I went ahead and read the thread, and the whole prep for the show, you know, to me, that's bullshit, John. Let's be honest here. How many goddamn mistakes do you make when you do the Make the Padres Great Again podcast? Because every time I listened, you would say some shit that didn't make any sense and basically showed me you have no idea what you're talking about half the time as it pertains to the Padres. How so? I I don't have any examples because I don't Well, listen. you can't sit there and say that. And when but I ask you, you now, I'll say you don't have You any mentioned examples. one earlier today. I, lis- I listened to their last episode yeah. on the plane and he didn't know who Bo Porter was. Yeah, it, but it <laughs> happens constantly. I can't point out because I haven't listened to the podcast in at least a year. But it would be a constant where... He wouldn't know how a player was acquired or where a player was or who the player was. And Craig would literally correct him or have to look it up. Because I know Craig sits there with a laptop. He'd actually open and say, let me pull up baseball reference. And Craig would have to openly correct him as the show went on to make sure that they actually got correct info. Because he would constantly flub. It's almost like he does the podcast to hang out with Craig, not because he actually knows anything about the Padres. Which is great. That's fine and dandy. Craig seems like a great guy. But don't sit here and be condescending and patronize everybody about how you have to prep when you yourself make constant errors about the team you're supposed to be doing a podcast about. Yeah, well, there's that. And then also there's there's the fact that like towards the end of their show, it transitions into a culture cast. And I'm like, dude, the That's thing the is... That's the other reason I don't listen anymore because I don't watch TV. Well, <laughs> so I don't not, care. not just that, but... Here's my point. You can't sit here and say, hey, in order to have a successful show, you need to prep. When at the end of your Padres podcast, you guys talk about the TV shows you're watching. I love Make the Padres Great Again podcast. I really do. I listen. I to love every Elston. Single, I listen to every single episode. But my point is, you can't sit there and say, hey, you need to prep. When the end of your show, you're talking about TV shows. Craig and John, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck what you guys think about Westworld or ATL. I don't care what you guys think about. Every time I listen to every single one of their episodes. And thank God the culture cast is at the end and it's not weaved in and out cuz as soon as they transition that, done. Turn it off. They used to have it at the beginning. At first, I think when they first started doing it, Anytime that was they talk about if it was at the beginning, I don't remember that, but if it was at the beginning, guess Probably what? Fast forward. Guess what? I fast forward until I find the Padre talk cuz no one cares what anyone watches on TV. Well, let me ask you this. What constitutes a successful podcast? I don't know. It's context That's a question right? for him. And I put it out there on Twitter today. I was, honestly, I said, hey, do you want to come in and fucking talk about it? Like, yeah. I, explain yourself. Because it's hard to explain yourself on Twitter. Yeah, you're limited in characters. And, you know, people are reading your words and they're just taking it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but what, what, what constitutes a successful podcast? For you and I, when we first started a year and a half ago or so, it was, man, if we can get, like, a Lake Elsinore press credential, we'll consider it made. Mission accomplished. Absolutely. Baby. Mission, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. But I mean, we, were we kinda, made it. We were kind of half assing, right? We were just kind of yeah. joking, like, ha, you know, that'll never happen. But I mean, we got it. But to me, the fact that people are willing to listen to us banter for an hour is an accomplishment. That's success to me, that yeah. we continue to get listens and we're getting more and more listens. So, in context, I'd like to know what he considers 
a successful podcast because I'm not interested in sponsorships or ads or being paid for this. I literally like to show up to hang out with my best friend, talk Padres. And if people want to listen to that, great. I am absolutely honored that yeah. you would listen to us talk. But that's not what I'm doing it for. Yeah, it's just it's kind of the the comment that that got to me. And trust me, I swear to God, I ne- I'm never offended by any of this shit. Like, and everything that went down today, I'm not offended. Like, if you want to tell Dan and I, hey, I think your guys' podcast sucks. Okay, that's well, fine. We're not for being listening. paid for yeah, it. Thanks. It's not like we're going to be fired from doing our <laughs> podcast. Like, for actually, every- it's, I'm firing you, Eric. I'm bringing on charity. <laughs> yeah, like for every for every one person that'll say, "Hey, your your guys' show sucks." Like, I had one guy tell me one time. Um, it was when I was jinxing Tyson Ross's no hitter. When I, <laughs> I said something about it. He said, "Hey, why don't you take your shitty podcast and launch it into outer space or some <laughs> shit like that?" And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, dude. Like, tell, I never get offended. Tell me the other cool stuff. The Elsinore story you had the other day. That's yeah. That's actually exactly where I was going to it. But it was like for what I view as like a successful podcast probably differs from what other people do. The coolest part to me is one when people tell me that they listen to it. Yeah. Um, and two, like I was at Lake Elsinore, I was watching Paddock, which, I mean, if, if we want to actually talk baseball on the field, we can get to that later because it was impressive. But I was sitting there, I was taking video of Paddock, and next thing I know, this guy walks up to me. I'm kind of scrolling Twitter, but not really. Uh, this guy walks up to me, his name's Cam, and he goes, hey, uh, are you a miserable Padre fan? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. So he saw the angle, and he looks he looks down, and he tweeted out a picture of the general area, and then Leisure Fire like, narrowed it down. Oh, hey, this is him. So that's how he knew it was me. Of course, that bastard so, Yeah, so he comes you. over, and he's like, oh, hey, dude, like I, I love listening to your guys' podcast. You know, it's nice to meet you in person, talk to you. And he's like, hey, where's Single Dad? Where's Danny? And, <laughs> and he's like, dude, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, dude, that's the coolest it's fucking amazing. part. That's that the amazing. That's the coolest part. A, a complete stranger feels like he knows us because we talk about the Padres. That's the coolest part. The coolest part is um, you know, going to Padres Twitter meetups and saying, yeah. and those guys, oh, hey, we listen, we listen to you guys and this and that. Um, you know, that's the coolest part about it. Um, when we wake up and we see the SoundCloud listens spiking up, like we get a majority of our listens within the first 24 hours that we post our show. So that tells me that people are sitting here waiting for us to post it. And when we do post it, they're jumping on it. I that's like, what I like. I like the reaction on the Twitter, uh, the Twitter question of the day when we do the Twitter oh, question every week. Yeah. Like, okay, here's this week's Twitter question. Just seeing how many people respond, whether they're, you know, whether they're giving us the piss and making fun of us, yeah. or they're asking a legitimate, like, actually, uh, Andy Mazzone finally asked his first legitimate question. <laughs> so, you know, it, to me, like, getting that kind of reaction, getting the reaction of people following on Twitter, the single dad shtick, like the yeah. guy mentioned, yeah. like, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's cool because, you know, we're sitting here basically making fun of ourselves and people catch on and they have, like, that weird uh, connection with us where, we go to the Padres meetup. It's like, man, we put faces to all these voices here, but like, everybody's cool. We have all this like friends and this yeah. this weird camaraderie that we created just from sitting down, pushing a button, and hitting record. Yeah, like I've I've met a lot of people off Padres Twitter and like from doing this that I probably would have never met before, and yeah. it's been awesome. So that's what I equate to. You all know, I need now is just to meet podcast. my. Uh, future ex-wife on through Padres Twitter and it will have been complete. Well, actually, another thing that I view as a success from uh, the Padre podcast or the podcast or whatever is being mentioned every week and this week in Padres Twitter. Yes. Dude, I look forward to it every single week. Yes. I'm like, well, let's see what kind of, you know, shit we get from HJ yes. this week and it's it's amazing, but I think that's a great question for him because if he listens to this and I I don't think he listens to Highly it, unlikely. I, I want to know what he constitutes as a successful podcast. Yeah. And don't sit th- 
you you can't sit there and say, oh, the Adam Carolla show, the Joe Rogan show. You can't sit there and say like the top tier ones. No, because those guys you are were, looking to make money. Be, be, <clears throat> excuse me, because you mentioned in particular Padres podcast. Yeah. So as Padre podcast, what do you view as a successful podcast? I think that would be an, an interesting question for him, and I would love to get his answer for it. And I did. Um, like I said, I invited him down here because I thought yeah. it'd be interesting, but apparently he has his kids. So yeah. Um, I can tell you right now, it's not the fucking Hot Lava podcast, and it sure as shit ain't the Rich Herrera podcast that was on last year. Yeah, so it's, you know, he, he got he got a lot of shit, and it's just... Well... It, <laughs> if it was directed, it, it could have very well not been directed at us, but when you look at it, the math adds up that, hey, it was probably directed at us, right? I could see that. Right, and if it was, I think it's kind of... Maybe he does listen. Maybe he does listen, and hey, thanks for listening, if you're listening, Johnny. Johnny G. But the thing is, is like... If he doesn't listen and he's putting that out there, how do you know how much prep someone does unless you're listening to the shows? I know. And I'd be really insulted because I feel like you and I, even though we don't do a lot of prep outside of just... The reality is, and anybody has been here, if you guys want to know, ask Country the Beer Kid. He'll tell you. We basically bullet point the show. We talk about it around noon. Then we bullet point everything. And we come over here and brainstorm the structure. And then we just have at it. Mm -hmm. But Eric and I just have that natural chemistry. We can do that. (laughs) But, you know, really... When we're going through the show, we fact check the shit we're saying. I'm pulling up stats as we speak. Anybody can tell you that. The Kept Faith guys can tell you that when we came on there. You know, it's not like we're just pulling comments out of our ass and we're not prepared or we don't know what we're going to go over. So I, I really want to know what triggered him to say these things. Yeah, I, and I, that's that's the part that if you have your opinion, that's your opinion. Great. I don't really care. No offense, John Gennaro. I don't care about your opinion on podcasting or sports in general, but I'm just curious what what got him triggered to say these things. Like what did he hear? What did he listen to? Are you afraid we're gonna come after your jobs? Because I can assure you, <laughs> I can assure you I can't take the risk of going into radio. Nobody is coming after your jobs. Well he got out of radio, so that's even more that's, so like what Yeah, what? like and that yeah, that's even actually a better point. Because I asked you I didn't even know what the hell he was doing. Yeah, he's uh, with SB Nation, I'm yeah, pretty sure. So why? That's my question. Why? Yeah, I why, don't know. Why, why come after us like that? Uh, why come after the podcast world? Yeah, I mean, one thing that Danny and I will never do is we will never insinuate or tiptoe around saying that the Padres were considering signing Hosmer because he's white and speaks English. <laughs> and we won't, we, won't, uh, niche, or we won't insinuate that the Padres are racist because they don't have Manuel Margot, a uh, bobblehead, yeah. or on the calendar like John did. You won't see that out of us. You won't see that out of the show unless we're fucking around. Um, but every time I've met John like two or three times, he's great in person. So he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's cool. But then on Twitter, I feel like a lot of things that he says gets gets twisted. Well, I don't know, misconstrued. I mean, maybe. Honestly, I don't think anything's really misconstrued because it's on this one. It seemed like it was an obvious attack towards, towards the lower end of Padres Padres Twitter. Which, if you follow the Padres Padres Twitter uh, polls. We're clearly the least popular, <laughs> typically. <laughs> and if you want to talk about prep, and this this will tell you even further. Like I've seen, I've seen the the prep that working the count does, Roy and Angela. I've seen the oh prep my God. that Hell's Bells does with Angela and Liddy. They literally have Google Docs that all of them have access to, and they have pages of notes and pages of topics before each episode you ladies floor me they do, <laughs> i don't have the attention span for they do way more prep far than, more prep than we do and even for um like the kept faith when we went in for the kept faith you want to talk about prep like the first time we went in it's like hey what are we talking about oh probably hosmer this and that <laughs> I, 
I feel like, I, honestly, I don't know if this is dumb, but I feel like lack of prep is part of what makes podcasts great. I do too, because you get to fly off the cuff. You, you're going to mention something later on. You have a story for us later on um, that uh, I have no idea what you're going to... I know what you can talk about. It's uh, your Sunday follies. Oh, yeah. But I don't know what's going to go on. <laughs> and the whole idea is you're just going to surprise me yeah. because that's part of the fun, right? It's, 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 for instance, the Kept Faith, when they went on and the Hosmer news broke, right? How much more fun was it for them to break that news while they were podcasting, while they were recording and going, oh, and this, holy shit, Hosmer signed. Like, prep isn't everything. It's good to have an idea of what you're going to talk about. But, you know, part of the fun is just kind of showing up, knowing what we're going to talk about and going forward. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. And it's like uh, Marver made this point. Oh, and by the way, so they had a, a strong week over at Intelligence. They put out two shows. I'm halfway... About halfway through their their second one there, and they opened it up with the uh, the Phil Hughes trade, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll, we will get into baseball, but they opened it up as if uh, it was 2015, and they were all stoked about it. Like, oh shit, it's 2018. It was really funny. Uh, Marver Marver gave us a little bit of love on their pod, and we appreciate that. But it's, it was kind of like what Marver was saying. He goes, "That's kind of the best part about the podcast is you don't have like a as he said, an overlord that's commanding your topics yeah. that you're doing. And you don't have to say certain things at certain times like you have to in radio. Like, that's what makes podcasts great. So, honestly, like, it's the lack of prep that I enjoy for this show. It's Agreed. just, you know, turning on. Because this is a hobby. At the end of the day, it's, it's a hobby. Yeah, so. we sure as shit ain't getting paid for it. <laughs> I'm not getting reimbursed the gas to drive over here. Yeah, that's that's true. So, I mean, hey, if he, if he listens to this, I have, I have no problem with John. I mean... Whether it was directed at us or not, I don't care. Like, I, we really don't care. I'm put it this way: I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. No, whatsoever. I'm not going to lose any sleep over this. But um, yeah, open invite if he wants to come on the show and talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, please we'll, explain yourself. Yeah, we will see. So we have the uh, Padre Twitter podcast section up here. Um, we were <laughs> we were talking. We're like, dude, like this might take up a decent amount of time. Where we, I think, we're gonna skip our Madfires guys this week. I think the, we're gonna bump Kevin Charity. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're bumping Madfires today. So I'm sorry, guys, but again, make sure you subscribe Madfires.com. Um, the Padre Twitter segment. There was a lot of questions that were asked about the podcast listens and um, kind of like the rankings of them, so on and so Almost forth. Almost like ratings, kind of. Ra- sort yeah, of. yeah, kind of like ratings, like how the San Diego Radio has their ratings, and this is kind of the podcast ratings because you can again find it on SoundCloud. But for those of you who don't want to do the research, guess what? Danny and I have done the research. Let's be honest here. Eric did the research, and I just pushed pushed buttons in the calculator. Yeah. So we have, and again, these are all SoundCloud based. So although I'm I'm extremely curious to know what kind of uh, listens on a weekly basis that Gwintelligence gets and that the Kept Faith gets and that Make the Padres Great Again gets. Come on, guys. Open your books. But the thing is, is they're not SoundCloud. They don't host on SoundCloud. So what I do have is, so keeping that in mind, I have a list of the Padre podcasts that I was able to find that do host on SoundCloud that we would have the access for the numbers for, for the listens. And also... Um, Leisure Fire was asking because Dots Jeff Dots that he's under the impression that um, the numbers that you see on SoundCloud is just SoundCloud and it doesn't even take into effect what listens you get off of iTunes or Google Play or Google Play or anything straight from their website. But the fact that you host it on SoundCloud and again, 99% sure of this. I'm again not a paid professional for this or anything. The numbers you see on SoundCloud, it's it. It's all inclusive. iTunes, Google Play, uh, the SoundCloud app, websites, everything. So this is what we have. The list that we have, it's us, of course. Um, we also have the Hot Lava podcast. We have uh, PAD podcast. 
Um, we have Working the Count, we have Hell's Bells, and we have Bluntly Padres. Who the hell does the PAD podcast? No, that's what I'm saying. The, the Hot Lava podcast, oh, that's they spell the... it P-A-D-C-A-S-T. Christ. Because they're edgy. So I have those guys. And then for reference, I went through the Dave and Jeff show, and I did their uh, theirs as well. Very deflating. <laughs> So they they trump they trump everyone like they they shit on everyone as far don't as don't trump me I have it bad enough as it is they have yeah as far as listen so what what we've done uh, we went through the last five episodes so we went through the five ep- last five episodes of each one of these shows we took all of their listens we added them up for the five divide by five that gives you the average amount of their what they're getting per episode for the last five episodes now some of them are weekly uh, we do ours weekly. Uh, Bluntly Padres, they're not really weekly. They're kind of here and there whenever they have the money for weed. Uh, Dave and Jeff, <laughs> Dave and Jeff do two a week, right? So again, there are different factors on this. That, we just went last five episodes, just to exactly. There's yeah. different factors that can skew the results, and I want to get that out of the way first before Marver brings out his spreadsheet. This is completely biased in terms of its sample sizing, so please have mercy. Well, no, because like working the count and Hell's yeah. Bells, they're about five in. So yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll just small, go off the last five. Sample. Um, so Dave and Jeff, they're the first one. So per episode, the last five episodes, they're getting about 1,500. It's Ugh. 1,501 listens per episode is what they're averaging. And I also went on each one of these podcasts um, on all of them that they've posted, and I was able to find the peak episode, like which, as you're yawning, that's great. Um, the peak episode, like what they have put <laughs> out that has the most listens, which episode's the highest listen to. Uh, so for Dave and Jeff, they're averaging 1,501 per episode, their last five. Their highest that they've ever had is 4,401, and that was the Woods episodes. And that's, dude, 4,400 is insane. That's yeah. absolutely insane. Spoiler alert, nobody else comes close. Oh, yeah, no one even comes close to their numbers. But again, I would expect that. One, yeah. because they're funny as shit, and they're great. And two, they've been in radio for two decades. Yeah. You know, they so. have a they have a, 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 a built-in following on oh, radio. Oh, yeah, 100%. So that's that's kind of the untouchable, right? No one's going to touch that. So we'll get to next. Um, we'll do ours, since obviously this is our show. So our last five, episode, <laughs> our last five episodes there, we've averaged 462 listens per episode. So 462 is the average per episode for the last five. Um, the most listens that we've ever got on a, one of our episodes was the Hosmer Emergency Pod. We cracked 600. It was at 607. Okay, uh, next we will go to the Hot Lava Podcast. So again, this is Posner and AC. So them, the last five episodes, they've averaged, keep in mind, I'm patting ourselves on the back right now. We're at 462. They've averaged 177. <laughs> 177 is what they've averaged the last five oh, episodes. Boy. But was the roof open? The roof, I don't know if the roof was open or not because no one's And listening. did they record it in the office? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they did. So uh, their most ever listened to is 507. Wow, was okay. that the first one? Their first one. Jeez. So <laughs> essentially on all of these, the most listened to was their first episode, except for ours. Yeah. Um, but so 507, our highest was 607. So we, sh- we shit on them. Honestly, and, and we're not trying to compare. Hot lava shitting. We're we're not whipping out our dicks and comparing. But so I just want to see that anyways. I, I assure you. I just want people asked about the numbers. So yeah. here's the fucking numbers. If you if you really want them, uh, let's go next. Work in the count. So this is Roy and Angela. Uh, so with Roy and Angela, their last five episodes, they've averaged seventy five listens per episode. Now they're just getting started. Let's they just are. be honest, because I think you and I, when we started, we got like thirty, thirty or forty five. Yeah. yeah. So they're actually they're off to a better start than we were when we started. Far away. 
um, which is why you continue to do it. You continue to build and blah, 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 Put blah. yourself out there. Take advantage of Padres Twitter. Exactly. So they're off to a great start. Them and Hell's Bells. Um, their most listened to is their first episode, 192. Uh, Hell's Bells. So that's with Liddy and Angela. So for them, their last five episodes, they're five episodes in, I believe, they're averaging 130. Very good. Very good. That's a very good start. 130 listens per episode is what they're averaging. Their most listened to is 204. And my pals here, Bluntly Padres. So this is probably, of the of the other ones, is, is the most impressive. So Bluntly Padres, their last five episodes average 209. 209. So about 210 listens for each episode. Their most listened to was their 420 special, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. So, um, so their 420 and, special has the highest ratings? Yes, the highest. Uh, Stunning. Yeah, up there in the clouds. So their highest was at 240. So you guys wanted the numbers. Uh, that This in particular was for you, Leisure Fryer. There you go. Because um, people were asking about the numbers. They want to know. It's not a secret. And to anyone else that um, has one of these podcasts that may listen to this and they're wondering, like, hey, you know, why did you say that? Why are you putting out our numbers? It doesn't matter. First of all, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Okay. And second of all, it's right there for everyone to look at anyways. You yeah. can go on SoundCloud. You can find these numbers for yourself. We just went ahead and did it for you. Just out of curiosity, I would implore the Kept Faith and uh, Gwintelligence and EVT to publish. And make hum- the Padres great again? Eh. Eh. <laughs> I feel like they have the most listens. If I'm well, being yeah. completely honest, out of all probably. the Padres podcasts, I think they're probably the top. The I mean, tops. I feel like there were... I didn't know about the Gwintelligence until you had mentioned it, but I feel like... Yeah, obviously they have the advantage, right? But I, I would be interested because as as much as I love make the Padres get great again, um, as a whole, uh, in terms of its contribution to the golden age of Padres podcast, it's hard for me to consider them of the same ilk, right? Like I feel like like I can look at uh, Marver and HJ and think like, okay, you know, they're podcast guys like us, you know, whether you know if they're your take or not or whatnot. But like I look at make the Padres great again, and I'm like. These are two professionals who are just dicking around in their off time making quality podcasts. It's not really the same um, as other guys that are doing it more hobby-wise. But I'd be interested to see their numbers nonetheless. But I really want to see uh, the Kept Faith and uh, Gwintelligence and EVT because they've been around longer than we have. They have great uh, you know, quality programming. EVT, by and far, the best guest. I think uh, the Kept Faith... Oh, not even close. Yeah, not even close. The Kept Faith has a really cool chemistry with, you know, two or three, four guys in the booth at one time going back and forth. And obviously, it doesn't get any better than the old uh, husband and wife bickering between Marver and Preller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'd be interested just to see how we stack up, just out of curiosity. I don't think we get more listens than they do or as many, but I'd be curious to see how it really does stack up. So if I had to guess, and one, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say none of them are going to put it out there. I mean, Maybe. I, I'll just say that they won't. Maybe. But if I had to guess, if it were ever to be brought out in public on you know what the average, the last five episodes, the average listen count on each one of them, I would say probably Make the Potteries Great Again would be the highest. Yeah, I think so. And then I would say probably, I think Gwintelligence would probably be higher than the Kept Faith. I think EVT would give them a run for their money. Strictly because whoever follows their guests that they have, that's true. Probably listen, and some of those guys just, in, just naturally will latch on to the podcast. Yeah, that is true. Because that's what happened with us. We got some mad. We got the Mad Friars guy. We got, we brought in Kevin Charity, and we just based on people who followed Mad Friars gave us a listen, and some of those guys stuck around. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. So I, I think EVT would surprise people. Well, yeah. I mean, we basically. We had done a handful of episodes and then ran into Jagoff at Elsinore yeah. 
and he listened, he enjoyed it, and he retweeted it. And that's how we initially... It sounds so stupid saying how we got discovered. Yeah. But that's that's when our... People found the podcast. That's yeah. how it really helped people find our show. So, I mean, I, I would be interested. How I personally think it is, and this isn't by any means yeah. how how I view them or how I enjoy them from top to bottom. I think it goes uh, Make the Potters Great Again. I think it goes Quintelligence, The Kept Faith, and then EBT. I think that's fair. Although it could be skewed because EBT just had Longenhagen on, dude. Like, yeah. Dude, that's a huge get. And, yeah, it's and a he's been on writer. there multiple times. Those fucking assholes, dude. I don't know how they get those guests. And I, what I honestly think it is is they they ask him on Twitter, "Hey, do you want to come on the show?" Probably. And they get him to come on. Well, they get him. They get Glazer pretty consistently. It's crazy. I don't get how they get it. I know Patrick listens to our show, so dude, I don't understand. If it really is like, hey, asking them on Twitter, hey, uh, do you want to come on and do our show? I'm gonna start shooting my shot for Rosenthal. <laughs> Fucking Gammons. Rob Manfred. Let's get Gammons on. Peter Gammons. I'm going to start shooting my shot. Brian man. Kenny, if you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Not man. Harold Runnels, though. Um, let's get into more of the uh, Padres uh, Twitter segment here. It's funny because a lot of these are asking about John Gennaro. <laughs> I know, but we'll, we'll get to one that's not John Gennaro because I thought this was actually really good. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, Andy Mazone at 13 Mazone. Uh, Jared Weaver's favorite guy. Yeah. Actually asked his first really good question. He goes, you are GM. These players are offered with a lottery ticket or reclamation project as long as you eat a portion of their salary. So you have to pick two of the four options, uh, five options, excuse me. Jacoby Ellsbury, Chris Davis, David Wright, and not the good Chris Davis on the A's either. <laughs> Crush Davis. C-H. Yeah, Davis. Uh, what's left of David Wright's spine? Sin Su Chu and Homer Bailey. You have to pick two and you get a lottery ticket prospect. Why do I have to pick two? I'm going with Roy. Roy says I'm eating the cash. <laughs> Because I think I have to, How do you pick two guys out of that? I'm going... I don't know. Who'd you say you'd go with? I would go with Ellsbury or Bailey. And why is that? Bailey because he's a pitcher, and I think with Petco Park suppressing runs the way that it does, even though it's not as extreme, you can kind of smoke and mirrors your way to a reclamation project. And Ellsbury, just because I think if you move him to left, he'd be halfway mediocre. I haven't actually looked at his offense, but Chris Davis, has he can't move anywhere. David Wright hasn't been healthy in like five years. And I don't even know if Sin Su Chu is still alive. <laughs> so I, I have to go with Ellsbury and Bailey. I, I would tend to agree. Um, I feel like outfielders, there's already way too many of them as is with our current our current uh, roster. So I don't know if I'm taking Ellsbury. I think he has the highest chance of performing and getting something for him when you do eat money to flip him. Um you can't take Chris Davis because we have Hosmer and we have Myers who's forced in the outfield because we have Hosmer. Uh, so you uh, can't Ellsbury take Chris Davis. Um, I'm not taking Chu either because of the outfield thing. Honestly, dude, I'm taking David Wright. And again, this is because I have to choose two. I don't want to. I don't want to take either one of these. But I'm taking David Wright and I'm taking Homer Bailey. You know what? David Wright would actually not cause any roster issues. You're just basically paying He's him on to the stay. DL. Yeah. yeah, you're basically paying him to stay in hospice at this point. <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking David Wright. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my fingers crossed that he uh, gets his health right and comes back. But in I'm I'm gonna know that he's never gonna do it. Um, also, honestly, I'm taking Homer Bailey for selfish reasons. I'm taking him so I can bet against him every <laughs> single outing. Why? I was gonna ask you that because you'd mentioned that off air. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? Dude, every time, and here's what, uh, your your cousin AJ, here's what AJ and I did for a Nobody while. Nobody knows who that is. <laughs> uh, uh, Temecula Friar Cam knows who he is. Oh, he met him at the at Lake Elsinore. That's true. So me and AJ, I'll say, oh, my buddy. So me and my buddy, when Eric Stoltz was on the team. You remember Eric Stoltz? Oh, my God. That was Bud Black's favorite pitcher. Every Stoltzy. 
every single start from Eric Stoltz, we would go down to TJ and bet against the Padres. <laughs> we made cash off that, man. We I didn't do too bad. Did. And that's that's the thing. And I'm so pissed that I didn't get on the, that train of doing it again for when Brian Mitchell was getting consistent starts. It's easy money, man. Yep. I bet against the Padres this weekend twice. How'd you do? I won. There you go. I it's, didn't know I haven't paid attention all week, and I have better things to do with myself. Yeah, I mean, I put them as part of a parlay, because the thing is, and you don't really know sports betting that much. No, but, I don't. Um, no, I don't. When, when you're betting against the Padres, so the other team is going to be so heavily favored that you're not yeah. really going to get a lot of money. Like You'll bet 100 bucks, you'll maybe win 20 Yeah. because the Padres are that dog shit. So you got to put them in as part of a parlay if you want to win anything. But, yeah, dude, almost I want to say every single day that I was out there in Vegas, I bet against the Padres as at least part of my parlay. So... Um, yeah, I'm taking Homer Bailey so I can bet against him and make some money off of that. So, again, don't want either one of them, but that's what I'm doing. Um, let's see. <laughs> a lot of dude, a lot of these are about Gennaro. Uh Jeff Thompson at Pod Jays. He says, "Does being a Padre fan make that person kind of admirable for keeping the faith, or kind of pathetic for the whole that's so Padres level sadness that is the Padres?" Uh, both. How so? Both. Well, it's pathetic that we're Padre fans. <laughs> But also, it takes a certain kind of uh, a certain kind of person to be able to take that kind of abuse and still keep coming back, telling your mom he's gonna change, mom. I just know it. Yeah. So admirable yet pathetic. Yes. I can see admirably that. pathetic. Yeah, I could see that. And you know what? The thing is, of like being a Padres fan, and we've said this for a while, is one day when they are good again, we're gonna be able to say we were here when they sucked. You know, and then partially what's kind of cool for me is like when I was in Vegas for example I'm walking around and I have my Padre hat on all the time like when you're walking down the strip you see other people's other people wearing a Padre hat you give them a nod it's like hey man what's up because we know the struggle because no one's gonna <laughs> no if we're not the Yankees right no one's gonna yeah. wear it because we have a history of success if no. you're wearing a Padre's hat it's because you're a Padre fan unless you're fucking Snoop Dogg yeah you know what I mean so it's like you give him you give him a little nod you're like hey brother like we're in this together yes. you know what I mean so I lo- that's one of the main reasons why I love being a Padre fan and the other one's because I was born here but because they lose well, no, just because, you know, you have that camaraderie with people. Like, oh. You feel like... Hey, brother, we're both losers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, like, we're both... This sucks, doesn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> we're sucks. knee-deep in this shit, right, man? Yeah, this sucks, but, you know, we're, we're going to get through it, pal. We're going to get through it. Uh, Liddy had a good one. It's funny. I'm not going to answer it, but it's funny because I just saw it uh, at Liddy Lori. Is Andy Green really just Bud Black and Elfers? <laughs> She, she had a few good ones too. She asked what was seventy minus one. So I thought, <laughs> nice. I thought that was nice. It's nice, is what it is. You know, since since we're talking about the different podcasts, since we're talking about Gennaro, and this isn't like our typical show that we usually do. We like to stick to baseball. Um, SD Donovan at SD Donovan Major League Lava. He says Mad Friars interview power ranking. So oh, let's God. let's rank the Mad Friars guys that came on the show, and we should preface this with. The Mad Friars guys, and I've told them before, we have a chat, me, you, uh, Conniff, and Charity on our Facebook Messenger thread. And I tell them all the time, I was like, dude, every single time that I listen to you guys on 1090 or other podcasts, I'm impressed. Like, they're, they they have an encyclopedic knowledge of Padres, podcast, or Padres prospects that you're never going to find anywhere else. It's super impressive, and they're all very well spoken. Um, so we've had four of them come through our show, so if we had to rate them or list them from our our favorite top to bottom if you will who are you picking so i would go with conif and charity at the top two strictly because we've had them on more often um so as a one two so you're going conif at the top yeah. charity and reason being is that um i think knowledgeable wise and no offense overlord i think 
Kevin does have a little bit more insight um, in terms of... It's hard to rank it in that, it is, in that regard. It is. Because all of them are so damn good. They are. They are very good. I feel like Kevin, like Kevin gives us a lot more... I don't know. It's hard to explain it, but... I like Connor's stories. He has a lot more like stories oh, yeah. about the prospects. That the Reyes friend, story was The hilarious. Fran Reyes one was absolutely amazing. Honestly, I think of that every time I see Reyes step up to the plate. <laughs> I, th- I think of that every story. time. I think God, Connor speak awful Spanish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Honestly, I call it a tie. And I think I think you put uh, good old David J. and then uh, Marcus Pond right after that. And no, it's only because we've had each of them on one time. Okay. You know, we haven't had them on enough. Uh, really, our primary guest has been Kevin Charity, and then of course we've been lucky enough to have the Overlord on a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so I'd have to go with those two at the top, and then Pond and Jay. I think uh, just because they've only been on, you know, one time each. Yeah, but which, we're ranking them. So yeah, you so have my ranking. You have Conniff, Conniff, Charity, one, Charity two. Who's three? Jay and Pond. David Jay is three, and then yeah. Pond is four. Okay. So with mine, with with my kind of breakdown for them, um, I'm gonna go Kevin number one. Just because I love busting his balls, dude. Like we talked when I hung up on him the other day. I think that's the most reaction we've got for a show in a while because people thought it was funny. And initially, when I first did, I thought it was hilarious. And then, like, yeah, Kevin, how's that working for you? Well, the thing is, is like Kevin has kind of a fucked up sense of humor, like we do too, just from talking to him off. You very know, dark, very off, dark yeah. affair. But I honestly, I felt bad because he's a super nice guy, and I was like, dude, like I didn't mean it to be a dick. Like I just thought it'd be funny. I felt bad after doing that, so I'm giving Kevin the nod there. Uh. Um, Kiss ass. Conniff, yeah, Conniff goes to goes number two because, uh, like you said, because the stories that he brings. Um, the three and four, do I like? I like them both a lot. I'm. I have to go with Marcus for number three, Ooh. and that's nothing against David. That's going to make it awkward when we run into David J. Elsinore <laughs> next time. <laughs> and that's the thing. I feel bad putting him as four, but hey, someone's got to have. Someone's got to play the caboose there, pal. <laughs> Um, Someone has to play the ass, and it's got to be David J. It has to be David J. The Lord Lord Voldemort, as uh, Conniff calls him, of Mad Friars. So, um, really, the only reason why I'm going with this is one: um, me and Marcus have this thing where we bond over The Office, and uh, when- which I have, by the way, started binge watching. And I apologized. Pardon my ignorance. I'm late sorry to I took so long. Super late to the party. But better late than never because, sweet Jesus, it is hilarious. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we got that thing going with oh, us. Some of that shit aired is beyond me. Yeah. And then also when we had him on the podcast, he's one of the top three most listened to episodes that we had was when Marcus came on. So I guess I guess you all those put things give him the, there. Well, as, as the number one, just if you want to go ratings magnet. Well, I'm not even talking ratings. I just say that mm-hmm. I appreciate him bringing more listens. Yeah. Maybe some of those guys stick around. And that's kind of going back to Gennaro, and then I'll drop it. Um, I know that I know that some people uh, say, like, oh, hey, um, like Woods. So Woods, for example. We know Woods. We love Woods. We've played ball with him for years. Not he recently. struck us out for years. Not recently, because he plays with the big shots now. <laughs> and, and not us lowly peasants. But... Um, he he said out there his his bit is whenever people ask for Twitter input he goes do your own research get your own content like saying it's lazy yeah you know what I mean and I can see that but the whole reason why we do this is we love to incorporate people that listen to the show because behind the scenes the way I look at it is people like to be recognized people like to be mentioned heard heard they like to have a voice so when we give that to them they're gonna like what they hear they're gonna tell their friends about it who then tell their friends about it and i think it makes you feel good for our show show. and dude we love this shit oh dude (laughs) some of the some of the questions we get on here i love putting it out there dude every single week i love putting it out there i did want to address this question will you be taking more advice from lord podcast who the fuck is lord podcast next question (laughs) yeah we all know we all know who lord (laughs) podcast is so um there's a there's a few of them that we're asking about um 
<laughs> Carlos, what the hell happened to Monte Carlo? That's a great question. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Monte Carlo because my first time I went to Vegas uh, when I was over 21 was at Monte Carlo. And when I went there, I saw that it's now Park MGM. So I thought that was super weird. Uh, and it broke my heart, man. Really, really cut me deep. Uh, a few people were asking, uh, brought up Rizzo. Uh, 805 oh my West, God! Uh, Tom Hughes saw that on Twitter the other day. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people were. Marver asking took Kevin. no. Marver took no hesitancy in taking a pop shot at Andy Green <laughs> as soon as he got the chance. So let's let's talk about a little bit. You saw the slide, right? Oh my God! Did I see? You mean the drop kick? Yeah. Jim Ross came out of nowhere to call that move. I don't understand what his problem is. I don't understand what the hell MLB's problem is. Look at look. Okay. It's a dirty play, right? Like, Chase Utley makes dirty slides all the time, right? Yeah, but back in the day, that was baseball. You but, know what I mean? Yeah, okay, Bud Black. But uh, Utley's done I it know, since but... then. Rizzo's done it since then. Here's my problem. Rizzo is part of the problem for continually doing it. The biggest part of the problem is Manfred and MLB for not enforcing the rule. They yes. made this rule specifically to protect the catcher. You cannot hit the catcher unless the throw pulls the catcher up the line and he is right in front of the plate. This last play was more egregious than the Austin Hedges play. And that was really egregious. This play, you can see when he's laying down. He's laying down after the throw, after he drop kicks the catcher's knees out of him. He's like not even on the line. It's so blatantly dirty that he should be tossed immediately. But yet, per usual, they review the play. They say, oh, no, it was a clean slide. Horse shit, that was a clean slide. Right. He deviates from his path. He did the same shit he did last year when he took out hedges. He deviates from the path. He turns his body. He squares his shoulders, and he drop kicks the catcher out of the way. Yeah. Who is in front of the damn plate? Dude, that slide that he had this last weekend and the Austin hedges is essentially the exact same thing. I felt this one was a little worse. <laughs> a little know. bit worse. I don't, Dude, like the Austin Hedges one, he literally, like his knees went into Hedges' yeah. side. This one, I feel like he cleated the catcher. I'll well, take a knee over metal spikes any day of the week. But nonetheless, it's at least equally as bad. The thing is, is like back in the day, no one ever had a problem with this, right? Like the Pete Rose, Ray Fossey thing, that's, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like, hey, don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through. Some you know people I mean? did because it was an exhibition game. But at the same time, it's like Pete Rose was like, hey, man, we're trying to win. Yeah. This is a competition out here. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. When all this shit happens, like me personally and how I feel about it, I don't mind it. I don't mind playing. I don't mind running over the catcher if he's in front of you. I do mind going out of your way to maim the guy when he's not in your way. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Why? You go, if you can reach out and touch the base, like the thing about the slides into second, the slides into home, if while you're sliding, if you can re- reach out and touch the base, then you're fine. You're fine. I have no problem going in hard to second to break up a double play. Oh, I don't either. I have no problem going into home to try to knock out, knock the ball out. Home play collisions. Love it. I have no problem. The fact, the thing that I have a problem with is that now they're trying to outlaw it. Okay, so there's there's the rule against it, and the fact that you know there's a rule against it, and you you continue to break that rule. That's what I have a problem with. Is like now, hey, I'm. It's you know, it's not. It's not just like, hey, that's baseball. It's like, no, you're not supposed to do this. And they do it, and they're getting away with it. That's the problem I have. Like, before it was outlawed, great. I loved it. But now that it's outlawed, you're yawning again. <laughs> you're not boring me. It's just been a long day. I'm kidding. I've been up since 5 o'clock. Some of us had to go to work I'm in the kidding. morning, Eric. I'm kidding. So, now that it's outlawed, you continue to do it. I mean, it's outlawed, done, don't do it. Okay? But I... That, that's a whole nother conversation. You want to run him over? Wait till he walks in front of you, then run him over. Yeah. Don't go out of your way. Or if a catcher's, if a catcher's in front of the plate without the ball, run his ass over. Run his ass over. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. And I think all this happened because of the Buster Posey incident, really. But Oh, absolutely. If it happened to, uh, who's our catcher at the time? Nick Hundley, nobody would have given a shit. <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. not. Good riddance. Absolutely not. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, things that have been going on uh, lately. It just came out today uh, before we started recording that uh, Uncle Teddy has cancer. Yeah, real sad, uh, real sad. I'll be kidding. the first to tell you, I'm not an Uncle Teddy fan from his style of... Uh, Calling the game, but you never want to hear no. that somebody somebody has cancer. That's awful news. The plus said sounds like you're saying that they're just going to try to remove the kidney. It should be okay. From what it sounds like, and all this is still kind of new, but it's sounding like they're going to remove his kidney on on Thursday. Which, by the way, um, removing the kidney on Thursday, he's doing the game Wednesday night. Yeah, he's uh, he's not uh, taking a sweet time. Yeah, I I dude. I like Uncle Teddy, man. Like, I know, and I used to always give you shit, because when we met him that one time, you're sitting there talking all kinds of shit. We we met him at FanFest back in, what, 2009, 2010? And Danny's talking all kinds of shit before we go down. We're waiting in line to go shake his hand. I love this. I love the way, because I didn't say it like this, but the way it's evolved makes it so great. Dude, you're sitting there, and you're sitting there talking all kinds of shit. It's like, oh, blah, 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 this guy fucking sucks. And then it's our turn to go up, you're like... Hey, Uncle Teddy, Danny Ortiz, broadcast journalism major. Do you have any advice for me? And Uncle Teddy goes, hey, uh, take whatever job you can get. Uh, if they ask you to do uh, hockey in Minnesota, you take it. You take whatever job you can get. Any job. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Hockey, Minnesota, take it. Anywhere. You take it. And then you're like, oh, hey, thanks, thanks Uncle, Uncle Teddy. Teddy. You took a picture of him. Oh, hey, thanks. And we started walking. It's on my walking. Facebook. It's yeah. on my Facebook. We started walking back up the steps. You go, you fucking hack. <laughs> Under your breath. <laughs> That's true. It's you absolutely sack true. of shit. Oh, God. I cannot tell you how many times I've made fun of Uncle Teddy when he MCs all the uh, events and he always, you know, somehow turns it around about himself. Or uh, what he's, I, I don't know. Dude, I, drunk Flannery Rich, he loves calling me a fraud because I love stirring shit up. I, I generally like to keep my hands clean yeah. when he does his stupid-ass polls, which, by the way, biggest asshole in Padre Twitter. Uh, Mickey Coke still does have the lead. We're about 100 votes in. But, um, dude, that's the biggest fraud move I've ever seen. Like, you talk shit to this guy. You met him, and you were super cool to his face, and you're really appreciative of all of, his, all of his insight. And then you walk when you still call the guy a fucking hack. I've loved Uncle Teddy. I've, I've always loved Uncle Teddy. I feel like him. I grew up with him and him and uh, Coleman. Yeah. Him and the Colonel. Like they're they are Padres Twitter. Him and honestly, at this point, Mark Grant. They are. Oh, Mark Grant's on my Padres shit list baseball. right now. They are Padres baseball for me. Mark Grant's on my shit list for that tirade on war he went on the other day. Well, well, no, we'll, we'll leave that out. We're talking about Grant right now with his. No, we're talking about Uncle Teddy. Uncle no, Teddy. I, I Sorry, understand with this with this cancer. It's honestly, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. I feel like it's. Cancer has torn up so many lives, dude. And I feel like it's only getting worse. It is. And to see it with someone who I've grown up with and someone who Uncle Tay honestly loves the Padres. And that's what I was going to say. is that loves for the as, Padres. For as much as I do not care for his broadcast style and his stories and you know the way he kind of goes off on tangents, I appreciate what he means to the franchise from a standpoint of... He has been here for so long. He's probably had opportunity. I'm sure he's had opportunity. Oh, yeah. Matt Vaskersian got the hell out of Dodge the first chance he got. True. Because the Padres was really, I mean, he did the Brewers and stuff. But, you know, the Padres was like, he got to work with Fox. He got more network games. And he was gone. The first chance he got, Vaskersian was out of here. Yeah, but do you blame him for MLB Network? Oh No, absolutely not. But at the same time, you know. You know, Leitner could have gone to work somewhere else. He could have gone to work in a bigger market town. True. You know, he could have gone. I mean, he was from, I believe he's, I think he's from, I know he's from the East Coast. I don't know if he's from New York. I think he might be. Pretty sure it's New but York. But I, I know he's done radio there. I'm 
certain he was in Philly before he came here. He has been here this whole time. To, to think that he didn't have better job opportunities is false. He probably had much better job opportunities. Whether it was better pay or not, he could have left. But he stayed here, and he is a staple of the franchise, whether you care for his broadcast style or not. I personally don't, but I cherish Uncle Teddy because he is a part of my childhood. He absolutely loves the Padres. He absolutely loved Jerry Coleman and Tony Gwynn. Everything he says to me as a Padre fan is genuine. So the way I look at it is, you know, this franchise has endured enough loss as it is, right? We lost our greatest player, Tony Gwynn. Right. We lost our greatest broadcaster in Jerry Coleman. Right after that. It's not like it was that long either. Then we lost, arguably to this point, our greatest general manager in Kevin Towers. You know, Rob Pichula passed away. He was, you know, one of the coaches on, you know, our greatest team. And now we might lose yet another face of our... We almost lost Randy Jones. Let's throw that out there. Because remember a year ago, Randy Jones was going through it as well. Uh, another icon. Probably our first best player. And now we have to worry about, are we going to lose, you know, really a guy that's been the voice of the Padres for what, the last 40 years running? Yeah. It's, it's a lot He's to... He's been around en- forever, dude. It's a lot to endure. I know it happens when you have older figures, you know, that have been a part of your, your organization's, uh, you know... Uh, makeup for so long but it's still sad and and for his family for his friends for people that are really close to him it's not something that you want to see people go through i know you have personal firsthand experience of it it's not something that anybody deserves to go through regardless of you know where they come from who they are so all the best uncle teddy i certainly hope that he recovers because I could do another 20 years of hearing him call guys steroid boys. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great part. But, man, it's when you hear that C-word, dude, cancer. and It's, it's awful. For me, Gut-wrenching. For me, personally, just because of the, the family history, um, for my, you know, my family with cancer, every time I hear that word, I think to myself that it's a death sentence. And I know that it's not. It's getting more and more away from the fact that it's not. But, man, just for me personally, so... Cancer has taken away from me and my family. My my father passed from prostate cancer in 2010. I was 20 years old. Uh, took my dad, took three of my uncles, took my favorite Little League coach growing up, uh, took him, and, and I'm probably missing other people, but, um, you know, the guys that you mentioned, Tony Gwynn, uh, Kevin Towers. Yeah, Kevin Towers recently. And, I mean... Um, our our friend Billy went through cancer also, and I saw on uh, guys under thirty years old, and he has to go through that. Yeah, and actually, I saw on uh, Facebook our buddy Danny Deanda said that he went through cancer. I didn't even know. That yeah, he I didn't know cancer. that either. Yeah, he looks great now, but um, it's just it's an awful disease. Dude. I've seen what it does to people firsthand. Uh, it tears it tears lives apart. It literally tears your body apart. It's just to hear that Teddy might have to go through that. It breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart to hear that he's going to have to go through that. But I'm hoping from what the sound of it is, is they're going to remove that kidney. They're going to wait it out. They're going to see an update. And hopefully it hasn't spread. And hopefully that's it for Uncle Teddy. He's around for a long time. Now, before we move on, the one thing I do want to do, because I don't think you should be retired for this to happen. And I know where you're going with this. You told me this before we started recording. And I just thought it was so crazy that I didn't think it was real. I didn't think it was real what you're about to tell me. But go ahead and. Say what you're about to say. They need to put him in the Hall of Fame now. He's not in the Padres Hall of Fame? No. How is he not in the Padres Hall of Fame? I thought for sure that he was in the Padres Hall of Fame. I don't think the Padres Hall of Fame has really been a thing. I think the the one thing, again, I'll give credit to new ownership for this. They've been trying to be very inclusive in terms of propping up the past um, and trying to get fans excited for something. I think that's why you got guys like Templeton and Benito Santiago in the Padres Hall of Fame. They're very quick to get Trevor in. Trevor retired. It was almost like a year later he was in the Padres Hall of Fame. Obviously had a lot of stuff with Tony. Um, 
And then uh, this year, pretty much a lot of the giveaways are Trevor-based, right? right. They're, they're pushing that shit hard for Trevor. So to the credit of the ownership, as you have a fucking picture of Leitner crying, you're, well, gonna, no, no, you're killing me. Here, the reason why is because I'm looking through this to try yeah. to see if he's in the Padres Hall of Fame. He's, because it seems so egregious to me that he would not be in the Padres Hall of Fame. To my knowledge, he is not. Now, I know the broadcast booth for TV is named after Enberg, which as much as I like Dick Enberg, I think that's a bit much. Um, I know the radio booth, obviously, is named after the Colonel, I believe, or he has some kind of... Uh, yeah, it's up there in big letters. You haven't been to Petco Park in 20 years, but it's up there <laughs> it's in big true. letters. It's true. Maybe I'll get a Coleman. Tinder date and I can take one to Petco Park. We should have a night where we go to a game. We'll just buy cheap seats and walk around and yeah. see who we run into. Yeah, uh, hey, I'm down. Let's uh, go. But yeah. Friday. Are they home this weekend? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But no, I, I honestly don't think he is, but I think... You don't have to get the whole hoopla, right? Because... Leitner isn't going to want it. He's not going to want the hoopla. He's not going to want the pomp and circumstance. You know, Coleman didn't want it. By the way, if you've never watched Coleman's ceremony, we went to that when yeah. they had the statue unveiling. Oh, yeah. Seeing him tear up and then direct the 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 ceremonies from him to the team, God, I miss the Colonel. Yeah. What a class act that man was. But Teddy won't want it. But Bullshit. Dan- Teddy wants it, dude. He just won't say that he wants it. He won't say that he wants it. I think it'll humble him. And he con- he does take the attention off of himself. He always pushes it to Tony, and he always pushes it to the colonel. He never talks to him about himself in that light. If there's one thing I'll say, I know he likes the attention, but I think he likes the attention of talking about, as Eric does, the the Uncle Teddy head movement. <laughs> I think he likes, I think he likes to talk people up. Right. I think he gets more jollies out of talking up the colonel and saying and, and taking so much pride. Like I was this man's friend. We were friends, good friends, the colonel and I, great friends. I think he gets more out of that than him saying like me, Ted Leitner. Like I, I, so I don't think he'd want the pomp and circumstance. But it 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 happened with Kevin Towers, right? You know, we we waited too long, and Kevin Towers didn't get to see how much he actually impacted this organization, this franchise, and what he actually means to the not the real fans, but the 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 hardcore fans, the people who are passionate, not the casual fans, the title advisors out there. But the actual guys like you and me and the guys who do the podcast who actually love this team. And do show prep. And do Go ahead. <laughs> I almost repeated like I agreed with you. Go ahead. Son of a bitch. But I, I think, you know, it took too long, right? I, 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 it makes me sad that Towers didn't get to see, you know, the team come out for him and get to be inducted by the guys that he put together to make that one run at it. I think Leitner should be given the uh, honor of being inducted – not post posthumously, not after he's dead, but now where so he can enjoy it and he can see how much he really means. Because I think people would show up for that. I think you oh, yeah. could, oh, I yeah. think you'd get people to show up for that. I would go there. 100%. I would too. Absolutely. I would buy. I would actually pay for a ticket to go there, and I never pay for tickets anymore. No, you don't. I can't. I don't think you pay for a ticket since 2015. But I think people would show up. I think you'd get people like my mom to pay attention to that because he's been the voice for so long. He is synonymous with Padre baseball now. He is a part of the organization. Mm-hmm. He's not just a broad. He's not Vascurgeon. Right, he's not just a part of the organization. So I would really like them to do something to honor Ted Leitner. Isn't something. it? Isn't it kind of cheap though if you put him in now after it to announce he has cancer? No, I mean I think you tell him, look, Ted, you've been around a long time. We got to sell tickets, and the reality is <laughs> we got to sell tickets. You can't tell him. That. I know that. I know. I'm being facetious. Uh-huh. I'm being facetious. Uh-huh. No, I think you tell him, look, Ted, you mean a lot to us, and regardless of how this goes out, we have you know we wish you all the best. But you know at this point, you mean a lot to us, and we want to show you that we care. And the best way we can do that is to honor you. You know, ideally he makes it out, but he's got to understand. I'm sure he does at his age. 
this could be it. Who knows what happens when he goes under the knife? Yeah. Who and knows what happens when they take it out? It doesn't mean it's going to be gone. So It very well could have spread. Absolutely. So and we I, won't know that until yeah. later. No, you don't. You don't know that until you open it up and see, oh, you know, it's a lot worse than what we thought. So I think you tell him and say, look, you know, Ted, we, we want to do something nice for you. We appreciate what you've done for the organization. You've spent your entire adult life here calling Padre games. You know, let's do something for you. You know, you've brought joy to people who have listened to you. Let's bring you some joy and give you one day of your own. Sadly, I don't think that they will. I don't think so either. I think they'll wait till he dies, unfortunately. And dude, I was scrolling through because I once we brought up Leitner, I was like furiously scrolling through my phone trying to find something that to tell me that he is in the Padres Hall of Fame. Cause I I can't believe that, dude. I like and one, how did I not realize that? I think I just always knew. Yeah, he's Ted Leitner. Of course he's in there, but no, he's not. And sadly, the way that things go, I do think that you know. These guys, they never, they never get to cherish that moment. You know what I mean? They never get to have their moment. It's always after they die, like Kevin Towers. You know exactly what you said. They don't get to, they don't get to experience that. And I feel like he should get to experience that. So, but again, hopefully all this is irrelevant. Hopefully they take out the kidney and everything's fine. Um, he's fine. You know, hopefully everything is good to go. Then he's around for plenty more marriages and divorces. <laughs> Because I don't want you catching up to him in divorces yet. I want him to be able you know, to pad I actually, that lead. I actually have to have like a girlfriend the last longer than a couple months in order for me to get, you know, yeah. in order for me to get to that point. But hopefully, I mean, he's been doing this a long time. He also does Aztec games, and the Aztecs are immensely popular. So he's reaching an audience. I don't know about that. I mean, they're popular enough. And he's so he's reaching an audience that Compared we're Compared to what? The San Diego Seals? Uh, the 1904? The San Diego Legion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless. He's I see a, what you're saying. He's the voice of San Diego in different facets that we don't even consider. I think it'd be nice to honor him somehow. The, if the Potters don't want to do it, the city should do it. Yeah. Somebody should honor Ted Leitner. Yeah, well, let's talk briefly about um, the happenings of this last weekend. So we were, we were, uh, we were talking about the whole, um, the whole Luis Perdomo. So last week was literally course yeah the title of our show last week was where art thou luis perdomo because we thought hey he's finally going to get his chance i mean everyone kind of agreed like hey let's bring him up because we don't want to see anyone else take that spot and he's had a good go of it in el paso well it turns out he has shoulder inflammation he got tossed on the dl did you see what uh, hj preller put in there in the uh, injury generator 5000 yeah the uncurable shoulder malaria yeah so we unfortunately <laughs> yeah we lost him so um, with all of that happening, there there was the uh, the trade, so the big trade. Yeah, we made the big move, the uh, summer tidal wave, yeah. so to speak, to where the Padres traded away, and uh, the Padres it was a minor, it was a, it's a minor trade, okay? Like there's there's nothing a minor trade with some decent implications. Yeah, some decent implications. So the the big name in this and um, David Dodd, I, I mean, you might know him of the reader. We've we've known Dodd for a while, but. You know, you have guys like David Dodd who say, like, oh, really? Phil, Phil Hughes? This doesn't have to do with Phil Hughes, Swing guys. and a miss, Dodster. Yeah, this doesn't have anything to do with Phil Hughes. But um, they're getting him and then also a couple picks uh, from the draft. They're replacing the, correct me if I'm wrong, the pick that they had to give up for Hosmer? Just about. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the what number pick they gave up for Hosmer. It was their second, it was their second highest draft pick. So whatever, whatever they would have picked... Uh, for the second round, not the because the competitive balance rounds in between. But that's essentially what they did, and that's why I like the move. Don't get me wrong. Maybe Phil Hughes um, ends up being a nice reclamation project. He could be. If not, then I like my idea that I retweeted about Thoracic Park uh, t-shirts going out for a couple games. But, um, I mean, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But, uh, but I mentioned this um, 
when it was uh, announced on Twitter that uh, they made the move. The big key here is that the Padres, A, get the 70, I think the 74th overall pick. So they get their second round pick back. Uh, but even then, that's not even the biggest news. The biggest news is that they're getting over $800,000 in slot bonus money, meaning that they get to plug almost a million dollars back into their bonus pool. If you're curious to how that works, in 2016, when the Padres took Quantrill and Potts, and basically had that spending spree, they actually were able to sign a guy like Potts under slot to pick up guys like Thompson uh, and you know Mason Thompson, Reggie Lawson, guys who were dropping because of signability issues and probably going to college, and overpay them to get them to sign and get them in the system. So you have to think that $800,000 plus that they're getting is going to allow them more flexibility to do that. But they are paying Phil Hughes $7 million next year for that I don't flexibility. That. Is that worth it? I think it's worth it. It's a short, It's not like you're paying Chase Headley $13 million, right? Yeah. I would take that because I think... I'm so proud of the Padres for slowly inching up to an average Major League payroll, by the way. <laughs> I don't care They're about it. They're slowly any- chipping away. They're a little engine that could with their payroll. I do care about that. But the part I care about is that they're willing to eat salary and and lose now, like lose in terms of an investment now, because the reality is unless he turns into Tyson Ross or Philip uh, Phil Hughes like two or three years ago was like a 5-1 pitcher. They're probably not getting that. And the off chance he turns into Jordan Lyles where he's all of a sudden serviceable or Clayton Richard where he's serviceable. Great, that was a decent investment, but you also got eight hundred thousand dollars of you know bonus money out of that, so that you can possibly get a better player or overpay to get a better player in the draft and help make you better in the long run. So I'll take that. That's an investment in the future, and I'll take that. It's actually a smart move. I'm surprised teams don't do it often. It does bring me to my question to you to kind of segue, because I don't think you can trade first round picks yet. Do you think they should just allow to trade? picks period first yeah. round second round oh hell yeah dude top 10 if you do that i think that that immediately does away with the whole tanking thing oh yeah because then teams are free to compete if you're if you're a team that's right below that murky middle yeah shout out uh make craig. potters great again craig craig if you're right if you're a team that's right below that murky middle and you're like oh well maybe we can make a move but we should be tanking to get a higher draft pick you don't have to do them. Hell yeah, they should be able to trade the draft picks, dude. Like, I think that would introduce a whole yeah. new phase into baseball. Let's say the Astros need a player. Let's say they want a reliever, right? Let's say Giles still sucks and they obviously lost Gregerson. Let's say they need a reliever. Hey, we have Kirby H. You guys won the World Series, so you're dead last in the draft. So we'll trade you, you know, Kirby Yates and send five and send half his salary, send 250k in cash. For your number thirty-two overall pick and that slot money, yeah, done deal. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm not saying that's what you know that's realistic, but I mean, just as an example, yeah, no, I, I 100% would do that. Um, yeah, I mean, with the trade. Uh, oh, by the way, with that trade, if you could have told me before that trade went down that you knew or that you've heard of, and I would even say maybe even the Mad Friars guys hadn't heard of Janikson. Via Lobos. Charity will pull something out of his ass on him. <laughs> he likes organizational depth catchers like Marcus Green Jr. Unless, <laughs> unless you're with Mad Friars, if you tell me that you knew that this guy existed before that trade, I will tell you that you are fucking high. Was he even There's playing no or was he on a backfield somewhere? I have never heard of I him. I feel like they traded the bullpen catcher and the Twins guy doesn't understand it yet. And he just gave Preller $800,000. <laughs> I have never, ever heard of that name in my life. And I looked it up and I was like, dude, I can't even find anything on him. Scouting reports, nothing. I can't find it. And it's not even worth the uh, 
the effort for that. But I put on Twitter, I said, this is a classic Preller move. It is. And I like it. I mean, short-term, hey, short-term risk for a long-term gain. Yeah. So Philip Hughes or Phil Hughes, he's, he's dealing with that thoracic outlet syndrome. So he's, he's going through that. Uh, you're, you're counting on Ballsy to do his magic. They're going to throw him in the bullpen when he comes over here. Possibly he'll move in the rotation. Who knows? It's $7 million, which to you and I is a whole lot of money, but in the grand scheme of a major league payroll is nothing. Yeah. It's nothing, especially when you have so much money to play with like they do. Um, I, I like the trade. Maybe he comes back. He probably doesn't, but maybe he comes back and he turns around. He's a decent bullpen option, and you get a lottery ticket for him. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm fine with the trade. Maybe he's honestly. a decent starter. He eats up some innings, and you know, you know, get he's not going to be shot seen, but maybe he's Clayton Richard from the right-hand side. Who knows? Who cares? By the way, Janikson, whatever his name was, was in the Arizona Summer League last year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Dude, and I don't think here's he's, what here's the, he hasn't played this year. Here's exactly what we need as being Padre fans, dude. It's he's gonna turn into being Buster Posey. You know he's, he's a gonna catcher, be right. He's yeah. gonna be Carlos Santana. Yeah, he's when gonna they be. Tra- <laughs> yeah. when they and Casey Phil Hughes Blake. is Casey Blake. That's exactly <laughs> what we need as Padre fans, dude. Because you know me, I'm like, oh, typical Padres. Hey man, you're looking pretty good on your Daniel De Los Santos trade right Thank now. Thank you. Thank you. I looking real good, that. man. Proud yeah. of you. I, I was proud of myself for that one too, but. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, this show, <laughs> as of like two hours before the show started, we were planning on talking about a few different things. We wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to talk about going up to see Paddock because he was impressive. Um, we wanted to talk about, uh, well, well, we'll hold it off for next week because uh, that'll give us some things. But then Johnny G, John Gennaro had to go and uh, talk about all Big that. Johnny G! Yeah, he had to go and open up that can of worms. But dude, I... Padres Twitter today was amazing. It was so great. When Marver comes on next time, I have a request. Anytime Marver comes on, he should just be introduced by uh, Preller, H.J. Preller over there, and then play Stone Cold's music, and then have Marver come on. Because he has just been kicking ass lately. I love Marver, dude. He has been kicking ass on Twitter of late. Yeah. Dropping Stone Cold Marver stunners everywhere. Dude, it's so great. It's like... Um, what what was it that I said? I was like, Marver, he's like, he's vocal like a chihuahua, but he has a grip like a fucking pit bull. Yeah. Like, he is not going to let it go. No, ever, he doesn't. Ever. I love Marver, dude. He's so fucking funny. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, I was telling Danny before we started recording that... You want to tell him why we're not going to have a studio announcer today? Oh, she's over watching The Bachelor with her friends. Ugh. And I don't want to sit here and wait for, uh, wait for her to come home for that because then we're not putting the podcast up till midnight and the people are waiting the people are waiting leisure fryer goes to bed in 15 minutes <laughs> yeah lights out in his undies <laughs> so danny and i were kind of they're talk- not undies they're depends danny and i were kind of talking before we got started and you know there's some people i don't if you don't want to hear about our sunday league i don't blame you we're not going to hit you over the head with it but uh, i went to vegas i can't hit i went to vegas this last week and me neither i'll tell you about that <laughs> i went to vegas this last weekend for memorial day tournament so uh we'll we'll talk a little bit about that if if you guys don't want to listen to it you can go ahead and turn it off but we'll give you a warning uh that it's coming up so we'll uh we'll get the uh outro music started and then after that if you want to stick around listen to some sunday league memorial day tournament follies we got that handled for you too but until next week we'll check in with you guys we're out of here
I don't even know where to go from that. Um, I, I don't know how much I told you about the, the tournament, because I know I kind of texted you a little bit. Did I even tell you like how we did wins and losses-wise at all? Um, I think you guys won one game because of a, bases, or a benches clearing brawl, but then you yeah. got swept. <laughs> now, so what happened was, our first game, so we went one and two. So when you go to those things, this was my first tournament, you've never been. Um, when you go to those things, you're guaranteed three games. And if you win, there's a two, there's a playoff game, and then there's a championship game. Um, so we had two games on Saturday. So you got to win three. No, you can go two and one and make the playoffs. If we would have oh. went two and one, we would have made the playoffs. Oh, and then you play more games. Yeah. Okay. So if you win, the winner of the tournament um, plays five games. So w- our first game was on Saturday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, well, it's like shit, dude. I'm kind of nervous. Like I never played in this. I'm sure the competition's better, which it was. It wasn't like it wasn't overbearing. We just yeah. we just didn't play well. Um, but <laughs> so we walk up, and I'm looking at the kids on the other team. And I'm like... How young were these guys? Well, that's the thing. I'm looking and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh God, he put us in 18s. <laughs> I was like, he put us in fucking 18s. So I'm walking up. None of these, like barely any of them have any facial hair or anything. <laughs> and I had always kind of laughed. when Bunch people, of virgins. Yeah, I had always kind of laughed, dude. I was like, well, I was like, you know, I'm not... I'm, I'm not sure if how much these people say about it's true when they're like, oh, yeah, I'm older now. I play I play with the 25s. Like, it's probably better this way. I'm like, hell no, dude, 18s for life. But now that I've been playing with 25s uh, yeah. and you see the 18s, you're like, oh, God, this is going to be a shit show. And it was, dude. So our first game, we got smoked. Uh, it was 21 to 3. Oh, my God. We lost oh. 21 to 3 our oh. first game. So uh, Chris Did the started. other team's mom give him, like, team snacks? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, but Chris started on the mound. and uh, Didn't do so well huh no not too hot he, he gave up some runs um and then we had uh shit who came in after him oh there, there's a couple people there that you didn't know there's like 13 or 14 guys um did the guy that came out the day i blew out my knee did he end up going to vegas tyler yeah yeah did he cool. yeah he was, i was surprised to see him i i didn't think that he was going to be there but yeah he was out there um but yeah dude we just we got fucking smoked man the the guy on the other team he had decent stuff but the the umpires honestly like I, I I hate umpires. I've hated umpires. They're you know, very bad in the adult league. You know that. I mean, dude. they're awful. Yeah, fucking awful. And Short these guys, hooks. These guys were the absolute worst. Like the base umpire. The first game, he was the base umpire. Um, we had him for behind the plate and um, out in the field, and he was just dog shit multiple times. He umpired two or three of our games, and I've heard him on four different occasions say, "I don't know. I didn't see it." <laughs> so like, I was pitching our last game, which is a big reason why we lost the last game and didn't make the playoffs. But it was a check swing call and the home plate umpire didn't see it. So he points out to the guy. The home plate umpire didn't see a check swing? What the hell is he looking at? Well, no, you know how they ask for help, right? right? Like, hey, check the other umpire. Well, too bad the other umpire can't fucking see. So he's out there at second base and they they point to him and he, instead of going safe like that, he goes like this. He shrugs. <laughs> he said, I didn't see it. And I stepped I off. Know. And I already had a, I already had, um, a warning because I got rung up on a bullshit call. But I, I stepped off and I said, Blue, that is fucking unacceptable. <laughs> I, said, I don't care if you're 98 years old. I was like, you can't sit there and shrug and say you didn't see it. Lie. Just lie and say, safe, he didn't fucking go. That's how I bad. No. <laughs> Dude, Maddie was playing short. And this guy, the base umpire was standing right in front of him. And so Matt's like, hey, uh, Blue, can you move two steps to your left? Oh, did you get Daniel Murphy? 
well, yeah, he's like, can you move two steps to your left? And he looks, he turns around, he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, okay. And he doesn't move. And so Matt's like, Blue, I need you to move. I can't see the plate right now. And then he's like, oh, oh okay. And so Matt, Matty had to position him on where the fuck to play or where to stand. And he goes, oh, well, this is a much better view here. This is way better. <laughs> I have school for this. That's how bad the fucking umpires were, Oh, dude. man. They were fucking terrible. So you're going to bring flowers to the umpires this Sunday? No, I don't. Dude, our umpires, they were worse than SDABL umpires. It was the absolute The best trash. umpires were the PBL umpires. Yeah. Good yeah. old Ron. Yeah, so we, yeah, first game we got smoked 21 to 3. Last game we got smoked. I don't even know what the, I don't know what the final score was, but I pitched and I was doing How my little sidearm. How drunk were you on this trip? I was, dude, honestly, I was fucked up, but I was never hung over at the games. I got your snap where you're on the <laughs> fucking, uh, oh, this is uh, Vegas's gift to men or some bullshit about the fucking electronic walkways. Oh, yeah. They get you from one hotel to the other. Yeah. Lazy bastard. Yeah. I was never hung over for the games. I, you're never really hung over. Well, sometimes I am, but. Like, Very rarely. The, the thing is, like, I played like shit during this tournament, and I feel like I personally cost us the last game to get in the playoffs. How did you pitch? Awful. I did like you know like I've been doing that sidearm shit right, yeah, which in our league is great. Like it was it was working great, but I wasn't fooling them like at all. I couldn't fool them. My breaking ball was decent. I was actually able to locate it, um, but man, they were. I just I got squared up a few times. I walked a couple guys. I just I didn't have it, man, and we ended up losing. But the the one thing that that I wanted to kind of bring on this and get your like reaction for it because oh this is gonna be good because you were telling me about this but you never elaborated. So we won. I've been playing baseball since I was four years old. I've been playing for years, and I've never seen a game end this way. So we got – it was a – you can't call it a brawl because no punches were thrown. Although someone on their team did throw a bat into our direction. Um, we won a game on a walk-off walk and then benches clearing. <laughs> so knowing our team, you play with our team. If you had to give your best guess as far as whose mouth – would have started. Oh my God! Would have started the benches being cleared. Who would you guess? Good old Dustin Hall. Nope. Oh I'm wow! St- no, it wasn't. I'm stunned. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'll give you another guess. If it's not Dustin, who is it? Eric Lockhart. Yep. Eric Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> and I only said Dustin because his big ass mouth got fucking tossed and basically cost us the game the last time he decided yeah, to blast. No, Dustin was on his best behavior this weekend. Wow, I'm st- he's been on his best behavior the last couple weeks. I'm proud of you, Dustin, if you're listening. I'm proud of Eric you. Eric Lockhart, dude. Stunned. So we're st- <laughs> he's, first of all, he's out there hobbling around. He's still hurt. <laughs> well, did his ankle lock up? He's still hurt. He didn't play the field at all the whole tournament, and he's hobbling down. He has a non-runner. He's hurt. Like, he, honestly, being honest, and he, I don't know if he listens to shit. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be out there playing. He needs I'm to not rest. playing, and I think I could probably go out there maybe. I'm just afraid that I'm going to hit the bag with his knee, and it's going to buckle. Yeah, I mean, but he's still going after it, dude. So, so it's the ankle, right? His ankle still Yeah, right? his ankle. Oh, it's it's fucked. And so this other team, they're talking shit. So it all started, uh, Matt made a really good play at short. Like, it was, he had to play, he had to run up and get the hop and play it on a, a short hop. He made a play at first, and the, the kids on the other team were like, oh, look what I found. Oh, just like talking shit. Yeah, man, that's how it goes. Yeah, and then one of them goes, hey, if you want to come out and win with us next year or play with us next year uh, in Vegas and hit us up, let us know. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. Triggered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm digging of the triggered gift. Yeah, so or then. GIF, yeah, so or then. GIF, whatever the hell you call it. Dude, Maddie starts talking shit to those guys, and we start, <laughs> we start chirping back and forth. Um, and then Eric, Eric got pissed. So Eric took it personally. He's like, hey, if you're going to talk shit to me, I'm going to talk shit to you ten times harder. Oh, my God. So he made it his personal goal to get in the other team's head. 
to get in the other team's head, and he made it his personal goal, and he achieved it, dude. He's sitting there, and he starts yelling out at the other the other oh pitcher every single pitch. <laughs> every single pitch. And this kid's getting Chris rattled. didn't tell him to be quiet? No, because here's the thing. It was working. Oh, wow. It fucking worked. And he's sitting there after every single pitch, every single pickoff throw, Eric's yelling something out there. He's yelling something out there, and it's rattling the fucking kid, dude. He's sitting there, and like the kid would throw a, a ball high and away, a fastball. And Eric, Eric goes, oh, hey, way to overthrow, kid. Way to overthrow me. I'm showing Eric triggered gifts while he's looking every, at this. Every, every time. So he's yelling shit out, and the, guy, the kid is looking in the dugout, and he's talking shit. Their catcher was all of four feet tall, and he's sitting there chirping back and forth. And so it's the last inning. We're up by three. We're up by three. Um, Dustin's in there to pitch. And we were down 5-0, first of all, to start the game. We were able to battle back. Um, Dustin comes in to pitch. We're like, hey, we have a three-run lead. Boom, game over. So Dustin gets hit around a little bit. Dustin has a little bit of control issues. Um, so you guys are up, right? We're up. Okay. We're up. But we get down to the part where we're up by one run, and the catcher, who was talking shit throughout the game, too, gets walked. So two four-foot guys shit-talking each other. Exactly. Riveting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So the catcher gets walked. He's sitting there. He turns around. He flips the bat. He does a bat flip. On a walk? On a walk. That's your gimmick. I know. On a walk. He does a bat flip on a walk and then starts pimping down to first base. And he starts looking over at, at Eric and starts talking shit. Oh, God. This and is so, so great. I wish I was there. Yeah. So keep in mind, base is loaded. There's two outs. The, the tying run is on third, and the winning run is on second. And the umpire already said, hey, we're at time limit. We're not going to play any longer. So this guy gets walked. He flips the bat. He starts walking down to first. He's looking up at Eric. He's talking shit. And then he ends up, Eric's talking shit back to him. And he's like, I, I don't know what the hell Eric said. Something to, in the regards of, oh, hey, you're a little bitch. He says something like, your mom. And he called his, he said, oh, your mom's a bitch. Oh, God. He said, your mom's a bitch. So what happens, the official story of what happened now, is... Now, is the official story the actual story, or this is what the press is releasing? Well, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of complicated. But So we're sitting there. The kid, before he gets to first base, he's sitting there, and Eric's like, we can go right now. And he starts coming down the steps. So the kid takes his helmet off, throws it down, takes his gloves off, throws them down, and starts walking he towards Eric. He took off Eric. the knockouts? What is he thinking? Dude, starts walking towards Eric to meet him. Oh, God. And Eric's disabled right now, right? Like, yeah. he's hobbling. Yeah, he's hobbling. Oh, he's hobbling. And so, <laughs> so what happens is our whole team's come. The first baseman somehow has the ball, whoever's playing first. I'm not playing first at this time. I let someone else go out there and play. You don't know who? Uh, his name's Joe. You don't know him. Okay. Um, but he's out there, and, and he has the ball, and he's holding back the, the kid at first. And so the umpires, you know how the lock cards are, everything. They try to get all all calls to go our, our way on a technicality, oh, oh, right? They try explaining it oh, away. Oh, God, I know. This. So what happens is they said that since he was on his way to the base and then he diverted his path, that he gave himself up. <laughs> and the umpire, being so fucking stupid, says, oh, yeah, he gave himself up. He's out. Game is over. Game is over. So that little fucking hothead, dude, he was so mad that he tried... Did he ever touch first base? No, he never touched <laughs> first. So they said that he gave himself up that and they called right. him out. And the umpire said the game is over. And so I told him the next day, I said, Eric, I never thought that your shit talking would single-handedly win us a game. But it did. We won on a walk-off walk that turned into a benches-clearing fight. 
It <laughs> and that's our only win of the tournament. That's our only win of the tournament. We won that game. Another two games. Guys, we got fucking oh smoked. God, you... We got smoked. So, Fuck. And dude, it got to a point like I wasn't I wasn't hitting for shit. I had one hit in the tournament. I think I went like one for six. Oh. Um I drew a couple walks, I uh, got a couple RBI, whatever. Um, but it got to the point where that kid, the shit talking pitcher, was still in there. And they walked Nate. There was two outs, and the I think this tying run was on third. They walked Nate to get to me. Oh. And dude, I'm like Okay. I'm like, all right. I was like, first of all, that's fair. Because <laughs> I'm not hitting. Um, but I go up there, and I get a base hit. Where? Right through the 5.5 hole. Nice. That's my only hit of the tournament. It's a, it's a ground ball through the 5.5. So I'm sitting there knowing that they just walked Nate to get to me. Dude, I fucking, I throw the bat to the side. I'm running down the line screaming, fuck you. Fuck you to their pitcher. I'm glad I didn't go to, <laughs> to this. To their 18-year-old pitcher. It was, oh, it was such a shit show, dude. And then the throw went into home, so I went to second. Sounds like just the most... It was such a shit Abomination to the game of baseball. It it was so funny, man. It was so fucking funny. But, yeah, that's that's what you missed out on, man. Eric's shit-talking single-handedly won us our only game out there in Vegas. So, other than that, we got smoked both games. uh, And it was was a trip, man. But... You should see him. Eric was so fucking proud, dude. He was so proud. Of oh, him. I bet he was. Well, after you can protest because their manager's like, "Hey, we're gonna protest this," uh-huh. and then of course the lock carts and their technicalities. Uh, Chris immediately goes, "Oh, yes, he can pay the hundred dollars protest fee." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "You can't." He's like, "Can't do that, Blue. You already called the game. You already called the game." I fucking love. Chris. They're the best, dude. They're the absolute best. Protest fee. They're the absolute best. So what happens is you have in those tournaments, if you want to protest, you have to pay a hundred dollar protest fee. If you win the protest or you lose the protest, doesn't matter. Hundred bucks is gone. Wow. So the other coach finds that out when he's on the line with the t- with the league director or uh. whatever, and he comes over and he says, "Hey, man, it's not worth the hundred dollar protest fee. Congrats. Good luck." And so that was it. <laughs> what a fucking shit show. That was it. So, you losers! Yeah, man. So that was my that was my first experience in a. Oh uh, man, I can't wait to go next year. <laughs> yeah, that was my first experience in uh, adult league, adult league uh, competition. So amazing! It was a fucking trip, man. 